The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Digital Industries, Changing the Game, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in your company's digital strategy and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, I promise you're in the right place. We are in Season 2 of our industry series, and it has a new name. We are Digital Industries Changing the Game, and we are welcoming you. Very excited to be here. I have a great panel, and let's get started. Today's buzz, the big word on the street, is digitization. Okay, you hear this term all the time, digital this, digitization that, but what does it really mean? Well, let's explore that. Maybe it's about technologies that are looking for real world and business applications. You've heard the following, 3D printing. I just heard that one Italian food maker, Barilla, is actually 3D printing their pasta. I will never look at pasta the same. You've heard of virtual reality. You've heard of big data, of course. You've heard of predictive analytics. You've probably heard of in-memory computing, and you heard of artificial intelligence, AI, well, maybe this is what digitization is all about. Or maybe it's about reimagining business models and processes and how we work as affects your company, your industry, your world. Or maybe it's how companies work together in all new digital ecosystems. Or A, B, or C, could it be all of the above? Join us as we explore how digital industry transformation is changing the world of business, your business, your company, your sector, the world economy, and perhaps most important to all of us, all of our lives. I have a panel of three experts from around the world. They're all with SAP. They're going to give us insights into what will unfold as this series takes shape in 2016. First up, I'm very pleased to welcome... Tillman Gutka. I'm going to spell his last name if you want to Google him. Look him up. It's G-O-E-T-T-K-E. There you have it. And he has sent me a very interesting quote from Niels Bohr. Niels Bohr uh, was Danish. He was born actually on my birthday way before I was born. He was born in 1885 and lived to, to 1962. A Danish physicist who made contributions to understanding atomic structure and quantum theory. Uh, he received the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1922 and all kinds of good things. And by the way, Tillman leads the communications and strategy for the energy and natural resources sector at SAP SE. Here's the quote from Niels Bohr that Tillman picked. Prediction is very difficult, especially if it's about the future. Amen to that. Tillman Gutka, welcome. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for joining me. Great quote from Niels Bohr. Tell me how you came to pick this. 
Um, the I think it's for for all time, starting with the old Romans, people have been looking for the crystal ball to take a peek into the future. And you've mentioned all the digital drivers and digital opportunities um, we we hear about in the market. And actually, some companies are trying to use digital technology to create their little crystal ball to take a peek into the future using digital technology. And the other reason why I picked it actually is we get asked a lot where digital transformation will take us, where will it end, will it be a tra- mm-hmm. hype and transition, uh, what happens to establish business models, and that's also asking us to take a, a look into the future. And we have an opinion, but it's awfully hard to predict because it's about the future. Mm-hmm. Is the future here already, Tillman? Is it, is it here or are we already in the middle of this? Is the future tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock? Is the future 2017 or 2020 when it comes to everything digital? Are we really right in the thick of it right now? I think we are in the middle of the process. Um, the past um, quarters and, and maybe one, two years were about fiddling with the technology, seeing how it, is it really working, will it make an impact, and we had the big digital disruptions everybody hears about with the Ubers and the Googles and the Amazons, and we sort of get used to that, and now it hits really the um, incumbent industries and big business, and they're trying to get the act together and running pilot projects and running the first productive project, so we're in the middle of it, but we are a long way from seeing the end of it. Thank you. That's what the important thing is, and that's why we're here on this this new series. Thank you so much, Tillman, and welcome. I'm looking forward to a lot more interesting input from you as we progress in the show. And now let me welcome one of your colleagues. He is Pradeep Amladi, and he is Vice President of Marketing for Energy, Natural Resources, and Discrete Manufacturing Industries at SAP. That's a very long title. I asked Pradeep for an opening quote, as I always do on these shows, and he sent me lyrics from a Fleetwood Mac song from 19. 19- 77. Those of you scratching your heads, Fleetwood Mac, come on. You know, but I'll tell you anyway. It's a British-American rock band formed way back in July 1967. Is that possible? They have sold more than 100 million records worldwide, making them one of the best-selling bands of all time. In 1998, they were selected members of Mac, Fleetwood Mac, were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they received the Brit Award for Outstanding Contribution to Music, and so some of their members, you might know Christine McVie, Lindsay Buckingham, Stevie Nicks. Uh, they had a Rumors album and blah, blah, blah. Some very, very successful songs. And the one that Pradeep has picked for today is a quote from the song Don't Stop. And I will read it. Pradeep, I promise I will not sing it. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. It'll be better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Pradeep, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, Bonnie. Happy New Year to you. Thank you very much. Nice to hear your voice. Happy New Year to you. I love the song. I live the lyrics. You didn't want me to sing that, did you, Pradeep? You know, I, I would love you to sing it. By the way, <laughs> even though it's a 1977 song, I heard my daughter, 18-year-old daughter, heard it, and she loved it too. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's a song for the ages. 
Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. Oh, I butchered that, but I tried anyway, in case anybody's wondering. That's sort of the melody. So, Pradeep, you brave soul, you tell me, why did you pick that for our show? We're talking about digital industry, digitization. What does it really mean? Do you think Fleetwood Mac in 1977 would have even even had an inkling that their song would be used in 2016 on a radio show about digital? Talk to me. <laughs> It's probably something much more relevant today than it was in 1977, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, technology is, is moving so fast, it seems like the, tomorrow's coming at us faster and faster, even faster than it was, surely, compared to 1977. You know, I, I picked the song for many reasons, right? It, it just smacks of optimism. It smacks of renewal. It smacks of um, whatever happened yesterday or today doesn't matter. Uh, tomorrow's another day. Uh, yeah, and in many ways, technology is uh, is a leveling field to me. Um, it uh, it also it, it's an opportunity as well as a threat. Uh, success today doesn't guarantee success tomorrow. In fact, you can argue success today could could lead to complacency tomorrow. And the reverse is true. If if you haven't been successful today, you have another chance uh, for renewal. And so it's really about uh, game changing in many ways. What this talk shows about. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I love the lyric, and I'm so glad you picked a song lyric. Uh, we, we always enjoy songs and movies, and thank you so much. And I know you and I have spoken in the past, and I'm delighted to have you back again. And now let's turn to our third panelist today. It is Spend Vitern, W-I-T-T-E-R-N. I know I'm pronouncing it right because we rehearsed this. He is the head of operations for SAP Business Suite on HANA Go to Market. That's another long business card. And Spend has sent me an interesting quote from Douglas C. Engelbart. I'll spell that. This man is worthy of looking up, E-N-G-E-L-B-A-R-T. He lived from 1925 till just a couple of years ago, 2013. He was an American engineer and inventor, and most important to our conversation, he was an early computer and internet pioneer. He had an augmentation research center lab, and he his lab, believe it or not, resulted in the invention of, wait for it, kids, the computer mouse, the development of hypertext, the development of networked computers, and the precursors to graphical user interface. That's GUIs for those of us who remember the field. And uh, he, there's something called Engelbart's Law, the observation that the intrinsic rate of human performance is exponential. I'll leave it at that. Here's the quote. The digital revolution is far more significant than the invention of writing or even of printing. Wow. Sven Vitern, welcome to the show. How are you, Sven? Oh, thank you very much. I'm very well, and I'm really glad to be with you today again. Thank you very much. So, t- Yes, that's right. I, I know you. So tell me, how did you come to pick this quote from Mr. Engelbart? Very interesting. Yeah, well, when I looked into the topic of digital, digital transformation in a, in a recent month, I read many, many books, and uh, I found uh, so many great ideas and uh, perspectives, and, and it was really fascinating to see what's going on in this, this area. It's, it's really hard to uh, keep up with the development there. And uh, um, there was one, one author who said, actually, uh, that this entire digital revolution, digital transformation, is as important as uh, the steam engine, as the invention of the steam engine, which actually caused the industrial revolution in the, in the uh, 18th century. So... Uh, and then I, I thought, well, actually, when you think about what the impact is uh, on society, uh, has there been anything bigger 
than than in history than writing because this brought actually mankind from <laughs> the stone ages actually uh, to the to yeah to what we are today. And then I found this quote, and I thought, wow, if, if this, this, this man, I think, uh, Dr. Engelbart, uh, really, he was one of the very smartest people, I think, in, in the computer world. If he thinks that this has such a big impact, I think it's really a quote worth remembering and, and, and putting it on a wall, uh, on a paper, looking at this every day, because this reminds me uh, what bright future we may have uh, coming through digital transformation in the future. Thank you. Very, very interesting. Um, I got such a kick out of when I read, Sven, you, you, uh, you may remember that I love to look up the sources of these quotes, and I got such a kick out of reading that uh, Mr. Engelbart, his full name, by the way, was Douglas Carl Engelbart, his Augmentation okay. Research Center lab was responsible for the invention of the computer mouse. I expected, I don't know if this will fall on uh, interesting ears, but, but I was expecting that somebody like Al Gore would have taken responsibility for inventing the computer mouse, or or, or maybe Steve Jobs. I don't know, but th- this is very interesting. I have to add a comment, Sven. I think you'll appreciate this. Yeah. In the early 1950s, uh, Mr. Engelbart decided that instead of having a steady job, and he was working at NASA's Ames Research Center, he wanted to focus on making the world a better place. Did you read that about him, Sven? Did you know that? <laughs> yes, uh, actually, yes, because the interesting fact is uh, when I wrote my, my first uh, uh, yeah, thesis, or what do say? I don't know how to say it in English. Thesis at, at university. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, the, the main sources I used, and I found it very interesting at this point in time already to read about this guy because this was in the times when the web was really exploding in 1992. So um, it was fascinating to see how early he already had thought about these and what his vision was on working think freely and working on a better world and this was everything that his voice was his motivation this was very fascinating it absolutely is and i always appreciate when i get interesting quotes from my panelists so i can look up and learn a lot and get educated so thank you to all three of you and now we're going to circle back around the table to tillman gutka and tillman i have a very difficult question for you first of all where are you calling from today and second of all what are you drinking right now while you're on the air live with us or what do you plan to drink celebratory drink after the show Tillman yeah I'm calling from Waldorf Germany SAP headquarters and the drink I have in front of me is a digital cup of coffee I call it Uh, it's actually it looks like pretty ordinary coffee Um, but the machine it comes from is a very digital one it features an iPad-sized touch panel, but that's only the front end of it where you can select all kinds of lattes and milk coffees and cappuccinos and regular old coffee. Um, But the machine is actually digitally connected because it has to process and make a couple of hundred cups a day. And, you know, the IT industry is running on coffee and computers and cookies, uh, by and large. (laughs) Otherwise, we are simply breaking down. (laughs) <laughs> so the coffee machine is a critical critical asset for, for the industry, and for me in particular, Sven can give testimony to that, that I'm an avid coffee drinker. But it's, that's not it. The coffee machine can actually monitor itself. It has a bunch of sensors built in, and if it finds that it maybe something clogged the filter or so, or it needs replenishment, then it actually reaches out to service technicians and the staff to replenish the results and, and do maintenance on it. So it can mm-hmm. sort of predict when it's going to break down and then call the in the in, in for help before 
coffee machine goes offline and takes all of uh, SAP with it. So um, I think that's why I call it the digital coffee. I love it. I've never heard that term. I think we have to find a Twitter handle for that or uh, or we actually need a, a hashtag. I've got to look for that. Very, very interesting. Uh, are we talking about connected sensors? Are we talking about Internet of Things here, Tillman? So the coffee maker is part yeah. of the IoT, yes? Absolutely. So, yes, it's, it's connected. It can alert. Um, technicians can download new software and little ads and a couple of things. Um, and of course, it uh, can deliver data so that predictive analytics can run on the status of the machine. It can do the billing because we pay by the cup, uh, by the cup mm-hmm. of coffee. Uh, we yep. don't even own the machine. So it's a completely new business model for the manufacturer of the coffee machine, not only just selling it, but uh, sort of delivering um, a cup of coffee for a couple of cents and then make the money that way. And that's Very interesting. Super yep. new. General yep. GE has invented that actually a couple of decades ago already with the um, uh, turbines for aircraft. So, and it's increasingly mm-hmm. popular to go to smaller and smaller assets that are connected and uh, deliver the performance instead of being just sold as a as a machine. Uh, absolutely, and I. I was just uh, I just got a little box in the mail the other day Tillman with printer cartridges printer ink and I bought a brand new about a year ago at Staples I don't know if you have them over there I bought an HP Envy 5530 printer and I signed I subscribed to an ink program so I no longer have to go to Staples every couple months and buy a $120 huge cartridge and bring it home and install it this is now connected my printer I pay a very small fee just a couple of dollars a month I get a limit of how many pages I can print if I print more they charge me a little bit more like a dollar for another 15 or 20 pages but they know when I'm about to run out of ink and they mail it to me Tillman it's a beautiful thing it really really is so my printer has a a brain it's connected it tells somebody hey ink is running dry put it in the mail and don't make her go to the store and you know what Tillman I love it. I absolutely love it. So there. So we now have machines that have become part of a service contract. I think it's a great thing. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, and tomorrow is already here. Let's talk to Pradeep Amladi. <laughs> Pradeep, where, where are you calling? I'm not going to stop talking about that song, Pradeep. Pradeep, where are you calling from, my friend, and what are you drinking today? Hi, Bonnie. I'm on the other side of the world from Tillman and Swend. I'm in San Francisco, Bay Area, in the U.S. And I'm looking forward to having a cup of tea um, tomorrow, or even today, in fact, after the show. I'm looking forward to having a cup of Darjeeling tea with maybe a little bit of mint and cardamom. Mm. You have just awakened my senses, Pradeep. Mint and cardamom, uh, that's a combination I've never heard of, and it sounds delicious. And will this be, this will be hot tea? Is it warm there where you are? Or is it cold? Well, it it is cold by my standards, but certainly not by Germany's standards, right? It's <laughs> probably in the 50s or 60s. But, uh, you know, it, um, I'm, I'm drinking it for quite a few reasons. One is, as as Tillman was telling about how connected the world is, I was thinking, well, you know, it's, these days everyone seems to be connected all the time. And to mm-hmm. me, the, the cup of Darjeeling tea is, is probably a few minutes of disconnectedness where I think we some of us need a balance to uh, to get away from the connected world, like speaking about digitization, how it's prevalent in all our lives, 
and so that's uh, it's an exciting balance. I love that. A few minutes of disconnectedness. I love that. It sounds like just taking a break from the world, just going and having a nice cup of tea. That's beautiful. We have to make an ad out of that, Pradeep, with uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow playing in the background. Take a break from thinking about tomorrow and have a cup of Darjeeling tea with cardamom and mint on Pradeep. He's buying. Okay, I just solved the problem. Thank you very much, Pradeep. I love it. Thank you. Sven Vittern, where are you calling from and what are you drinking or what are you thinking about drinking? Very good. Yeah, I'm also uh, located currently here in Waldorf, uh, Germany, um, our SAP headquarters, not very far away from, from Tillman, actually. Um, yeah, and what, what will I have? I think currently I just have a glass of water, so I think it's a little bit boring. But after our call or the conference here, I think I will have a, a lemonade. I think this is a nice drink. I just found out that we are supporting this here at, at, at SAP. It's some sort. It's spelled uh, lemon and then eight H-A-I-D, like, like help or so. And it's a, it's, it's a fair trade product. Uh, mm. um, yeah, so created from small uh, farmers around the world. And uh, they re benefit from from uh, the ingredients directly uh, that are making it in this lemonade. I think we are selling this, or actually we're having this in our vending machines here in Waldorf, and uh, it's a very good thing. It's, 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 and I think it also comes from from Hamburg, where I actually come from. So this is something I will have as a refreshment after our call here. It sounds delightful. We have some really interesting drinks here. And by the way, the three of you, well, two of you know me from past shows, but um, yes, Tillman, I'm new to you. You're new to me. They don't let Bonnie have caffeinated beverages on radio show days, Tillman, and you may not be surprised by that. But the little secret is that <laughs> I received as a gift from my daughter uh, for Hanukkah in December, I received an espresso virtue line in red, and it has the frother machine, the separate attachment, well, not attachment, the separate aerolator, and, or aerochino, I think they call it, and I am now up to between three and five cups of decaf a day with all kinds of flavors, and even decaf espresso, I know it's not true if it's decaf, but anyway, they don't let me have caffeinated beverages when I'm doing the radio, so I have to wait for my first cup of coffee today, but I digress. I'm delighted to be launching this brand new series. We, uh, it's, it's kind of season two of our industry cloud trends with game changers but we thought it was time to change it up so this version is called digital industries changing the game and today we're going to talk about an introduction to what you can expect to hear on this series and i'm delighted to have three sap colleagues on with me we have tillman getka we have pradeep amladi and sven vitern i'm bonnie d graham and we have to do a shout out to our two colleagues at sap who are sponsoring this series this season and putting it together it's petra Benning. Petra's listening, I know. Yay, Petra, so wonderful to work with you. And her colleague, Katerina Mullers-Patel. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, we're very excited about this. We have so much to cover. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We're going to take about a 60-second break. And when we come back, Tillman Gutka and I are going to start the roundtable. So we'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. SAP, co-innovating alongside customers, is taking its industry-specific solutions into the cloud. Join us to learn how to make the world run simpler in the cloud without missing a beat. It's a tall order. 
Digital Industries Changing the Game brings together the people who are making it happen. We'll delve into very specific industry trends and also solutions that run across disparate industries, all to help your business succeed in your mission. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how business leaders can shape the future of a digitized world. Digital Industries Changing the Game is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Digital Industries Changing the Game, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to Digital Industries, changing the game. And that's right. Digital Industries are indeed changing the game. I'm here today with Tilman Gutka, Pradeep Amlati, and Sven Vittern, all from SAP. And we're talking about what the world does digital mean, what is digital energy, what are digital industries, and what does it mean to all of us in the world, in our companies, in the world in general, in our daily lives. We have a lot to cover. Tillman is going to kick off the roundtable with me. So, Tillman, I'm looking at your notes, and you told me very interesting statement. You say the traditional industry boundaries are becoming blurry. And then you add, innovative companies gain a competitive edge by borrowing business models and best practices from, and here's a surprise to me, adjacent industries. Tillman, why don't you get us started, please? Well, if you if you think about it and look at all the analysts, we still group industries or group companies into industries like machinery, um, manufacturers, retailers, consumer products, producers, high-tech companies, automotive companies, media companies. And this has been very good model for many decades but in the in the past um, in the in the recent past we're seeing that uh, rather than companies working next to each other and just shipping products to each other they start to integrate much closer and um, they're also taking up uh, things and activities usually done by customers or they do things and start uh, branching out into the network of the suppliers and taking over activities from there, always in the search of the next uh, profitable investment and the next uh, way and mode to uh, make money and be profitable and be differentiated to their customers. So that means that, for example, um, we have the example of the coffee maker. You need mm-hmm. to or uh, you need to start sending bills and measuring cups of coffee. And that's pretty much the similar thing that the utilities companies do when they're metering your uh, electricity or metering your water. So you can take best practices from that industry, how you measure and uh, measure consumption and how you compose that into bills and how to manage the payment processes. You can just, I use the word borrow. You could also say steal or copy or clone uh, those best practices from other industries. And that's a smart thing to do because it accelerates your value generation. Thank you very much. Let's get Pradeep Amlati to chime in on this. Pradeep, thoughts, please? Uh, really interesting. I mean, I, I think what uh, Tillman was getting to is, is if you think about a fundamental concept in what you just described, it's really about connected products, connected assets. And if one 
if it can work in one industry, why not another? Uh, as an example, he, he mentioned uh, utilities. And if you use the same concept in terms of uh, what the value is, what is really happening is that uh, digitization is actually helping companies change the whole relationship with their customers, right? It goes beyond the traditional point of sale and expands into what I would call maybe a lifetime relationship where uh, maybe performance, is con- performance consumption is measured and subsequently billed. And so that could happen whether, if, what, whether it's, a health, it's a monitor uh, that, that a medical device company is uh, making or it could mm-hmm. be an industrial manufacturer who's selling machine tools uh, it could be a pump manufacturer who's who's uh, selling pumps that blow air, uh, and, and I think those are some of the things that are happening. Uh, industries are looking across the board and say, "Why not me?" Um, it it also smacks of uh, the sharing economy we talk about, where mm-hmm. if resources can be shared in one industry, it could be used uh, somewhere else. Whether it is sharing of um, cars, whether it's sharing of um, uh, people resources, labor. Uh, and, and many such things. Thank you, Pradeep. Sven Vitern, your thoughts, please. Yeah, well, uh, I think this is uh, a quite obvious thing, I think, with these industry uh, boundaries that are blurring. Uh, one of the reasons I see there uh, why this is happening is I think companies are forced, actually, to to think about how they make money in the future. They're really, really thinking about mm-hmm. how can they, you know, how they have to change their business models. And uh, with that, I think the traditional uh, ways how to make money in a certain industry are not good enough anymore. They need to look beyond their borders. That, that, that's how they can identify new opportunities. And if you take, for instance, the example of a car manufacturer that is uh, now coming with, the, with an electric car, I think he typically has a problem, where do I get the, uh, the energy for, for my car? If I have an oil and gas engine uh, in, in my car, I think it's, the infrastructure is pretty much there. So he needs to think about what can I do in order to provide my customers the experience of driving everywhere they want, uh, but without having the infrastructure. So they need to look into you know, partners that uh, can help them. Uh, come partners perhaps from other industries, uh, like uh, companies that have uh, already an infrastructure going across uh, an entire company, uh, country that could be a retail stores where uh, suddenly uh, you can charge your car uh, going to a retail store while you are shopping. And uh, these retail stores, um, they can uh, provide energy either through solar panels on the roof or whatever. And so they, they, the, they combine their strength that they have together with a company from another industry. And suddenly you see the value for both players uh, going beyond their industry boundaries, what they have never done actually before, is, 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 is tremendous because they can provide customers totally new things uh, that haven't been possible before, but the digital transformation allows to link their processes and their backbones and their, 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 their services in a way that they can provide the seamless experience to the customer. So I think this is a very, very good thing that, that we will see in the future, much more value that is coming to the customer through these blurring industry boundaries. 
Thank you, Sven. And I want to bring in one more point from Tillman's notes, which is, uh, Sven, you just gave me the perfect segue. Uh, in Tillman's notes, he says, a lot of digital innovation bubbles up when companies take a different look at themselves. And, and here's the key. It's no longer, how can I sell my product or service to a customer or to more customers? It's, what do my customers need, which creates the digital me in the center of everything. Uh, Sven, since you were just talking, you want to comment on that? And then we'll go around the table. Um, yeah, well, I think uh, with, with the digital me, um, the, the experience and in, in the in digitalization the, and consumer experience mm-hmm. is the, I think, the make or break. I think if you have this, uh, then the customer is really fo- following you. I think if you expand uh, your customer areas, I think we yesterday had a very interesting discussion with a museum uh, that was thinking in totally different dimensions, totally historic or old dimensions, what are their customers? And so they mm-hmm. limit themselves. If, the, if you provide a digital experience uh, and that is really tailored to the individual and their background, their knowledge and so on, I think with that, uh, then you can, can really win. And because uh, everybody expects now, has a mobile phone, expects these new experiences in, in a digital transformation. I think that's, that's, that's the key. Thank you. That's, that's what I was looking for. Tillman, I'd love to have you comment because I'm using something from your notes, but I thought it'd be interesting to have Sven start that. So what do you think, Tillman? Anything you want to um, add? I think you've given a, you've given you a great example with your, with your printer at home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Staples at some point sat down and said, well, currently we do the following. We, we open our store and then we wait for Camille to drop by and pick up a couple <laughs> of cartridges and... Amazon or someone else offers it at a better price, guess where the business goes. That's How can right. we change that? Yeah. And then they probably said something like, well, Bonnie needs a printer as much as she needs a hole in her head. What she wants and what she needs <laughs> is printing. I say she wants to print a piece of paper to read from and fold up and, and take along. That's what she needs. And how do we enable a better experience than what's available today, like buy a printer and then monitor the consumption of the cartridge and then it's always out and that's stupid. So let's invent something different that provides a better experience to Bonnie, but also increases her loyalty or make it a captive customer for, for us at, at Staples. And you know what? Maybe the HP guys are also sitting there and say, well, mm-hmm. this is really ridiculous because now Staples mm-hmm. produces printed paper, but this intermediates us from Bonnie because maybe we can have an even better service to not only provide cartridges, but having a print on demand that she doesn't even have to buy the printer and we do the full service. So it's, it's an all, of, all the time thinking about what do the customers, what do the consumers want and how to do that and deliver that in a experience that increases loyalty and increases profitability. And that's what drives a lot of the digital transformation. Thank you. I'm so honored to be at the center of your example. And you hit every <laughs> single value point. You hit everything that mattered and all the people involved. You're absolutely right. It used to be painful having to say, oh, damn, I'm almost out of ink or damn, I'm out of ink. I have something important and I don't print a lot today. But you know what? They keep that little trickle of money coming out of my credit card every single month, whether <laughs> I need the ink or not. And it's been a year. That's how little I 
print. It's been a year since I've needed a cartridge, so they're doing really well off of me. Pradeep, I want to know, do you have any comments on this before I move on to something from your notes? No, absolutely. I think uh, the point you guys raised was actually important. What you're seeing is the HPs and Lexmarks of the world, their printer business is down, right? But they're still getting profitable based on new value-added services. For example, making sure Bonnie is... <laughs> is able to print at any time whatever she wants to print. That's what 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 matters to you. <laughs> And you know what would be fun if when I'm almost out of, of the little capsules for my new Nespresso and when my daughter bought it for me, she bought me about, it must be 200 capsules in different, it was one of those uh, bonus value packs when you bought the new machine at the holidays and now I have to go to an Nespresso store, which is about a half hour away, a boutique, and I have to buy a minimum of 100 capsules at a time or I can order them online and it would be nice if they could sense when my, my inventory if you will, of coffee capsules is running low. And they say, okay, we need. We know you need 150 of these and 200 of these, and they just arrive at the door with a red bow. Wouldn't it be a beautiful world? But you know what? I bet that's coming. Pradeep, I'm looking at your notes, and here's a word that popped up. I haven't heard this word in so many years. You say digitalization is enabling new value creation models, and now you say leading to the rise of the prosumer enabling more people and entities to participate in the economy as consumers, producers, co-creators, all at the same time leading to new levels of economic activity. I hear so much positiveness, positivity, optimism in this statement, Pradeep. So why don't you take us through prosumer. What does that mean today? Because we were using that word several years ago. Is it a new word now? Well, you're right. It's been used a lot, and we've, we've been prosumers for a while. And all that's happening right now is I think digitization is just making it much more pervasive, allowing us to be both consumers and producers of its products or services, right? In many ways, uh, IT technology is now enabling a really staggering a diverse group of product or service providers to, to connect with consumers with greater reach, with greater efficiency than traditional markets. In fact, many of these are actually turning millions of users uh, who are private individuals uh, to now get into business for themselves. Uh, Now, this is nothing new. Many years back, eBay started this concept of allowing people to buy and sell online. Um, Craigslist got started as well. But that's taken off. If you think about it in every industry, uh, Udemy, for some of us who've been learning online, is the largest education marketplace. I think there are about 9 million um, uh, learners. But it's not just learners. Um, there are uh, producers, if you will, part-time chefs at night who, are, who can teach classes on cooking. And so it's, it's a new value creation allowing more people to come in and provide value who otherwise would not be able to. Uh, Amazon is a great example. It just You don't just buy products from Amazon. It allows you others to sell on Amazon as well. But another thing is happening. In fact, I was just reading last weekend was the 15th anniversary of Wikipedia. Mm. And, and why do I bring that up? Um, when I was young, when I wanted to know something, it was really Encyclopedia Britannica that I went to, right? Kids today mm-hmm. go to the Wikipedia. Uh, the 250-year-old Britannica is out. Uh, it didn't no longer produce anything. Uh, Wikipedia is the place to go to. And it's a strange concept. Uh, people are anonymously volunteering their time without pay to contribute knowledge. 
And so what digitization is allowing is a different kind of value proposition where people are contributing to the common good. It doesn't have to be commerce only. It could be knowledge. It could be things like ratings, experiences, recommendations. And you see that all the time, whether it's on Amazon.com, you see that on Airbnb, you see that on TripAdvisor. Uh, and people seem to value recommendations from peers who they value. And it's just creating new sorts of value, many of the things that Sven brought up. Um, it, it's a benefit not just to the, um, the company and maybe his, his or her customers, but others in the ecosystem who can then add value. Under Armour is a great example. They just don't sell athletic apparel anymore. They've created a whole community of connected lifestyle users who benchmark against each other, share lifestyle experiences, share athletic performance, and the result is improved health, improved uh, athletic performance of the community. Pradeep, you awakened a memory in me I haven't thought of in years. You're, you're very good at bringing me uh, back to some, some roots here. I was not using Britannica. I was using the World Book Encyclopedia when I was a young student. We had the World ah. Book in my house. And I don't remember 20, 30, 40 volumes. And I know it started out, believe it or not, in 1917 with eight volumes. They actually produced a Braille version in 1962 with 145 volumes. And now, to my shock and dismay, Pradeep, World Book Encyclopedia is published in electronic form for Windows and Mac OS X. I rest my case. Boy, you're bringing back memories today. Pradeep, thank you. <laughs> Great examples. Sven Vittern, before I wax too nostalgic here. Sven, comments, uh, and you want to extend it from the industries you cover, this concept of the prosumer and the increase in economic activity and more people getting involved at multiple levels. Sven, what are you observing? Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, there are some great examples in, in, in our industries here. Um, and you, we can also see how powerful the consumers are getting, actually. When you take utilities, I think uh, it was just a recent uh, article here about, about the energy production in Germany, uh, where you see suddenly that everybody puts a solar panel on its roof and is producing its own energy. I think you have similar situations in the U.S. I think in mm-hmm. the South yep. there you see it and then we have it in Spain, Italy and so on. Um, and people not only produce energy for their own use, but they also feed it back into the grid. So they've become a power producer and are competing suddenly with the big, big, big utility companies. And this is putting enormous pressure on, on them because the, the power generation becomes decentralized. So the, the, the utilities companies, they need to think about what I'm doing now. So they rather fight against those or they accept them as, a, as a, another play in the market and actually help those presumers to sell their energy. So they become some sort of a, yeah, uh, energy dealer and provider, taking the energy from uh, these prosumers and giving mm-hmm. them money back and, and selling it for them. So there you see really that they are becoming extremely powerful. And this is only possible because they are suddenly not only connected with the grid so that they can feed in the energy, but the, the, the grid needs to be balanced. Every second, the same energy that goes in needs to go out. So they need to be also digitally connected so that the, the, the grid can be steered and uh, the uh, transformers are turned up and, and whatever. So this is one of the things where we see it's also – Digital transformation has some sense of democracy coming through, I think, uh, the prosumer there. 
Very interesting. Spend in the coming weeks and coming months on this series, are you going to be bringing us perhaps yourself as well as other panelists talking about digitization of oil and gas, utilities and mining? Is that going to be your special area? Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, my focus. Very, very glad to know. Uh, Tillman, Gutka, I want to get you in on this part of the conversation. Any thoughts on what Pradeep started and, and Sven just commented on? Love to hear your POV on this. I mean, the, the uh, prosumer angle, we've, it's certainly started in the digital realm, but it's now getting to more and more physical things. Just imagine engineers in their spare time create 3D models for 3D printers, for spare parts, but not for things, machines that have been out of manufacturing for a while. So I think we are slowly getting from the digital virtual world of media, and you just think YouTube, how many people create videos these days and publish them and entertain uh, other people. It's, uh, it's amazing to see how the sharing and collaboration um, works on digital media. And now we are getting more and more into the uh, physical world. We see that with car sharing, where it's actually transportation services, or like Pradeep mentioned, Airbnb, uh, where it's accommodations for people. So uh, this digitization started in the virtual realm and is now getting back into the real world. And that's totally exciting to see because it drives new business models and it puts some players out of business altogether. Um, I'll give you an example, a huge yes. um, utilities company in Italy. They're decommissioning what they said, the CEO said, well, we are decommissioning um, 13 or so power plants. They would be big enough to power a small country. And that's what they shut down because of the restructuring of the energy grid. So this is uh, not happening on small scales. This is big scale business. And the incumbents have to think about how to respond and how to create and change and modify the business models to stay profitable. And that's a, it's huge in the, in the energy industries. Um, and it's, it's very exciting to see how the, where that will go. Thank you. Tillman, what will you be covering and, and your colleagues be covering on upcoming shows in this season? What parts of the, what part of industries will you be specializing in? Well, as I'm a colleague of Sven's, um, I'm also mm-hmm. primarily focused on the uh, energy and natural resources industries, namely chemicals, utilities, oil and gas, mill and mining. Um, all those industries go through big transformations, but I'm also looking left and right. I have a background in banking, which is a very mm-hmm. digital industry, um, insurance or so financial services. So I have a pretty broad view, um, but of course specialized in the energy and natural resources industries. An Thank exciting you very place to be. much. It's all exciting. And Pradeep, I just have to touch on you before I come back to something in Sven's notes. But Pradeep, what will your area be of coverage for this series in the coming year? Well, we're excited to have a, a big series around uh, manufacturing industries as well as mm-hmm. many of the things that were touched upon earlier. The connected car is a great example. We've got a whole series around that. Uh, it's a great oh, yeah. example of an industry that's going through a major disruption, right? in terms of business models, in terms of uh, sharing of resources uh, and and capacity. So it's going to be an exciting year. Thank you. It is. And in fact, we have a couple of new series I was going to announce at the end of the show, but we have some new series in addition to this one. I'm considering this new rather than a season two because it has a new name. We have a series called The Future of the Future, 
Uh huh. Not not a not a tautology going around in circles. We're going to go into the future with that one. We have the extended supply chain of the future, and we have the future of cars with Game Changers, its own series, and that's sponsored by Larry Stoli at SAP, who's been on our flagship show coffee break with game changers many times talking about cars you're right Pradeep there's so much there we have an entire series talking about cars and automotive technology but now let's see what time we have we have a before we get to predictions at the end of the show the crystal ball segment of the show I just want to touch on something very interesting and I think profound from Sven's notes Sven's you say Digital transformation is not a single trend, but rather a global mega trend. And then you say no industry, no company, no individual will be able to avoid dealing with digital transformation in the long run. Can you just expand on that for me? That sounds like it needs to be painted on the side of a building somewhere. What do you think, Sven? That's a big deal. I'm going to crochet it on a pillow, but it's going to be a darn big pillow. So talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think some people will also see this as a threat. I think, but I rather, mm-hmm. on the positive side, I'm, I'm believing into the benefits of, of technology advancements. And when you see this digital transformation, you remember my opening quote where I said, "I think it's, it's even more important than the invention of writing and printing." Um, this has such a massive impact on every everything that we see, what we do, and the, the, the speed of change is even increasing. And when you look at the industries that, that um, I'm normally focusing on, we take utilities we just talked about, uh, we have their chemicals, we have mill and mining, we have oil and gas, you see a broad variety of, 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 of attitudes towards this. I think utilities, we, we talked about, they are forced actually to adopt uh, and uh, it, yeah, do the change and the transformation. But there are other industries that are so much focused on their problems within their uh, normal business, like take oil and gas. You see the oil price just dropped uh, below 30, euros, uh, 30 dollars. And uh, so they are so much focused on their own that they say, okay, we don't take care and, and probably it won't hit us. We are so stable in our business. It may go up and go down, but we don't have to deal with digital transformation. It's rather something for companies that are dealing with end consumers or so. And this is a big mistake. I think every company needs to get ready. It may take some time until it also reaches out to companies that are in in more stable or more conservative uh, business areas, but it will have such a tremendous impact because everything uh, will change in every element. And uh, recently I had a discussion with a a winemaker, and and, and he Mm -hmm. said, look, my business, nobody will uh, will buy a digital wine. Well, you saw there were our first, uh, uh, yeah, chemists that are experimenting with the equivalent of a 3D printer for wine. So they are mixing and they're analyzing <laughs> wine and what are the ingredients, and then they are uh, mixing this directly from uh, chemical ingredients. I don't know if this tastes, uh, but there will be definitely a market for this. <laughs> well, that's, so that's the reason why I think, even if you're thinking at the, today, this is, has nothing to do with me you are probably absolutely wrong. This will, you get, uh, you have to get your act now ready mm-hmm. in order to be prepared for the future. Absolutely, and that's a good lead-in for our predictions. I'm going to give you each exactly one minute to predict. If we meet again in the future, and I know we will, I'm, I'm absolutely counting on the three of you coming back on the show during this season of this series. Um, 
Let's predict out to 2020 if you can. Otherwise, tell me what the time frame is. Tillman Gutko, what do you see coming down the pike for digitizations in terms of any particular industries, particular companies? Anything you want to share with us in terms of predictions? I'm just going to say predictions. One minute. Go, Tillman. Okay. And I preamble it with, you know, what I think about what needs was said about predictions. So they are really risky. Um, but mm-hmm. I think we one one area we may need to discuss in a future installment of the series is how it impacts the work of everyone. Um, we see big discussions in where how work is, is allocated, how uh, people get hired for jobs, how specialists are valued, how skills um, fade in and out of importance. And this aspect of the future of work is... Uh, I think one that we we will discuss a lot in the in the next years because it has such a profound impact on every individual and it uh, nobody can ex- escape it and I'm very optimistic when it comes to how the digital acumen of, of people will develop. Just look at how rapidly uh, grandmothers um, uh, acquire a taste for digital technology when they Skype with their grandchildren. Uh, that's something that's popping up rapidly as the grandchildren, first grandchild is born, then all of a sudden the grandmothers go digital. So it's nothing we, any one of us uh, can and wants to escape. You're talking to one of those grandmothers right now, Tillman. <laughs> and, and, and my oldest my oldest grandchild is 17 years old today. It's Sarah's birthday, and we do family eye chats because they live in a different state. And I'm going to be creating a card, a birthday card on Jib Jab with digital pictures for her today. So what can I tell you, digital grandma? Hey, Pradeep Amlati, I've got exactly 60 seconds for your Thank you. Your predictions. Pradeep, go ahead, please. Fast. Uh, I, I think one of the, what you're probably going to see is getting more prevalent is this whole uh, aspect of performance and outcome-based business models. And what do I mean by that? Uh, already we are starting to see insurance companies charging different premiums based on how you drive. Um, I think you're starting to see that in the health area where companies might be uh, charging different health premiums based on lifestyle. And this all goes back to the connected lifestyle, connected products. People can monitor how someone is using a product. I can see that manufacturers also are providing different pricing based on how their products are used. And it's not just a one-way street. It's going to come demanding from the other side as well. If I use a product much more efficiently according to specs, according to guidelines, I would probably want to demand a lower price, a lower, a lower mm-hmm. fee. The same thing would go for uh, health, uh, health and uh, charges uh, that someone's doing a great job at exercising and I would expect the doctor or, or a prescription specialist to charge me less. So I think you'll start seeing that more and more as we go through this um, performance-based approach in business models. Thank you very much. And I saved, oh, just about 45 seconds for Sven Vitter. And please, Sven, oh, predictions fast. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think this uh, we will see much more coming there. We are just at the beginning. There will have been some uh, scientists that said, oh, the time of digitalization or the computer age is, is going down now. Now a new age comes. But I think we are just at the beginning. It will be very exciting in the next uh, few years, 2020, we will see many new products, many new applications. It will be a challenge to adopt to this change because it's coming so fast. But uh, from my perspective, as I said, I'm positive about uh, digital transformation. I'm positive about this technology. And I really love to see what's coming there. I'm really happy and I'm looking forward. 
Thank you. What a great kickoff to this season of Digital Industries Changing the Game. Shout out again to Petra Benning and Katerina Mullers-Patel at SAP. Tillman Gutka, Pradeep Amladi, Sven Vitern. You three can come back every month on the show. I just love talking to the three of you. Great minds, interesting points of view. You're all lively and charming. Tell everybody you are charming. It's official. I want to thank you for helping me open the season. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. And thank you to Michael, our engineer at the Business Channel. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. Maybe there'll be a digitally fastening seatbelt soon, where it'll just fasten itself when you sit down in the car and knows how much you had for dinner so it doesn't make it too tight. What can I say? Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a good one. See you tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Digital Industries, Changing the Game, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.